Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Luke sent me a note. It's Steve Check out the story from Virginia, from Virginia. And he sent me a story and a link to the opinion it was based upon, written by the Court of Appeals of Virginia. Fascinating case. Fascinating case. Because you might know that if you are dealing with the police and they've detained you, and uh, they are going to arrest you, and you decide that you don't want any of that, so you run away, and the police are chasing you, and you get away. If they later catch you, they can charge you for that escape, fleeing and eluding, or whatever they're going to call it in your state. But Virginia has a very, very specific set of requirements for those charges to stick. This is fascinating, because this guy ran from the cops. He knew they were trying to catch him. He knew he was going to get arrested. They couldn't catch him, and they later charged him with this. And the Court of Appeals says, no, that's not how it works here in Virginia. So in Virginia, it is a Class 1 misdemeanor to knowingly flee from law enforcement officers attempting to make a lawful arrest, but only if the officer applies physical force to the person or has the immediate physical ability to place the person under arrest. Now, you might say, but Steve, that sounds pretty much like what I imagine it to be. The officer applies physical force. They put hands on you. They handcuff you, whatever it might be. Or they have the immediate physical ability to place the person under arrest. I'm here. You're standing there. I tell you you're under arrest. Uh, is that the immediate physical ability to place the person under arrest? It very well could be if I'm here and you're right there. But here's the situation. The court has construed that subsection to require flight from the officer's immediate span of control. The defendant here knowingly fled from a law enforcement officer attempting to arrest him, but the officer never got any closer than 20 yards. 20 yards. All of my viewers in America who watch football know 20 yards is quite a distance. (laughs) Somebody who's 20 yards from you cannot take you down. On appeal, the court recites the facts and talks about what happened and explains why this guy cannot be found guilty of fleeing in this situation when the cops never got closer than 20 yards to him. On January 16th, 2022, a Lynchburg police officer set out to arrest the defendant on a felony arrest warrant. So they had a warrant for the guy's arrest. They had a photograph of him. They drove to a residence where they hoped to find him. They parked at the end of the street. Police officers wearing his uniform as he approached the residence on foot. He observed the defendant standing outside 20 to 25 yards away. So the police officer admits never got closer than 20 yards. He made eye contact with the defendant, but the defendant took off running. That's the quote, took off running. The officer told the man to stop and said he was under arrest, but the man kept running saying, I didn't do anything wrong. So his response makes it sound like he heard the police officer, but... But the officer called for backup, but other officers could not reach him due to a bad snowstorm. Record does not reveal the amount of snow on the ground. Uh, And by the way, I've got to mention, a lot of times people ask, why do attorneys ask dumb follow-up questions? It was snowing out. Okay, how much snow was falling? It was snowing so hard we could barely see. Okay, how much snow was on the ground? Who cares? Oh, it turns out the Court of Appeals cares. Was it three inches, six inches? Was it knee-deep? Did it contribute? Because you say it contributed, but how bad is bad? About an hour later, the officer found the defendant in a nearby neighborhood. From 50 yards away, he told him to stop, but the man took off on foot again and successfully escaped again. So either this man's a decent runner or this officer is not. (laughs) Take your pick. The defendant was later arrested and charged with misdemeanor fleeing from a law enforcement officer under the code cited earlier. 
fleeing from a law enforcement officer. Keep in mind that this man is challenging his conviction, which makes it a misdemeanor if a person intentionally prevents or attempts to prevent a law enforcement officer from lawfully arresting him. And then it goes on, and here's the interesting thing. It has some definitions. It says, for purposes of this subsection, intentionally preventing or attempting to prevent a lawful arrest means fleeing from a law enforcement officer when one of two things is happening. The officer applies physical force to the person or the officer communicates to the person that he is under arrest and the officer has legal authority and the immediate physical ability to place a person under arrest and a reasonable person who receives the communication knows or should know he's not free to leave. So the question is, did he apply physical force from 20 yards away? No. 25 yards away? No. Okay, he did not apply physical force to the man. So then the question is, did he communicate to the person that he's under arrest? Uh, yes, he did. He did. But it says he did that and the officer has the legal authority, which he did, and the immediate physical ability to place the person under arrest. The immediate physical ability. Immediate physical ability is the key. Because the officer did not apply physical force to the man, his conviction depends on whether the Commonwealth proved the elements under the other section. The defendant does not dispute that the officer told him he was under arrest or that he had the legal authority to arrest him. And he knew he was not free to leave, but he fled. Now, here's the thing. He argues that the officer did not have immediate physical ability to place him under arrest. And you have to understand that immediate has several different meanings in the English language, one of which is a reference to time. Something happened immediately. That means it happened quickly or soon. Immediate also refers to things nearby, the immediate vicinity. Okay, So immediate vicinity means very close or adjacent. Okay, So that's what we're talking about here, the immediate physical ability, meaning that you're right here. I can arrest you because you're right here. Physical ability, immediate physical ability to arrest somebody. It says you're taking the lights and the light, taking the facts and the light most favorable to the Commonwealth. We assume that the officer came as close as 20 yards to the man he's trying to arrest. Still, whether he was close enough to be within the officer's immediate physical ability to place him under arrest presents a question of law, which they will now spend several pages explaining. But I will let you know that they refer to dictionaries for further definitions. Now, I have a lot of people who ask me about Black's Law Dictionary, and there's a Black's Law Dictionary right down there on the third shelf beneath the turban car. And Black's Law Dictionary is sometimes consulted for the meanings of, of words that are not defined in statutes. And it says here the statute does not define immediate in this phrase. But not only does the court refer to Black's, they refer to Webster's, and they refer to the Oxford English Dictionary, which is these big dictionaries here. So they say, basically, in essence, that three different dictionaries talk about immediate with respect to it being a close proximity thereto. So, uh, for instance, the Oxford English Dictionary, having no person, thing, or space intervening in place, order, or succession in reference to place often used loosely of a distance which is treated as of no account. So there's nothing substantial between us distance-wise. 
None of those definitions supports the Commonwealth's position that the officer had the immediate physical ability to arrest the defendant here when the officer got no closer than 20 yards. Meanwhile, they say a statute should be read and considered as a whole, and the language of a statute should be examined in its entirety to determine the intent of the General Assembly. And they talk about how the assemblies actually changed this law over the years and reworded some sections, in particular because this court has ruled similarly to this. And despite the fact they've reworked this statute, they've never changed that particular part of the language in any meaningful way to eliminate this argument. So they do look at the intent of the General Assembly from the words contained in the statute. So it talks about the idea that an officer who wants to arrest somebody has got to either put their hands on them or take physical control of them or be in the immediate vicinity with the capability of doing that. So if a man's 20 yards away and he starts running, well, he clearly wasn't detained. He wasn't arrested. You didn't put your hands on him, and you didn't have the ability to grab him at that moment in time either. Right? So there you go. So the statute was enacted in 2003 against the backdrop of two of the court's earlier decisions that addressed escaping from custody, not from arrest. So they talk about those. For example, in 1995, the court held that a defendant could be guilty of escaping from custody under the code, even if the law enforcement officer had not laid, on, uh, laid hands on him, provided the officer had the immediate ability to place him under formal arrest. Officers there told uh, the defendant that he was under arrest, and one officer came within one inch of seizing him, but he got away. Still, we held that the close proximity to the officer showed that he was lawfully in the custody of the police officer, but he was within one inch, one inch. And then they explained that under the common law, an arrest required either the application of physical force or where that was absent, submission to the assertion of authority. So you're under arrest. I grab you. Okay, you're under arrest. You're under arrest. You come over and go, fine, you got me. You're under arrest. If I say from 20 yards away, you're under arrest, and you bolt, and you're in Virginia, <laughs> you're good to go. The 2003 statute focused on fleeing from arrest, not escaping from custody. Uh, and there they noted that the law does not require the defendant to be in custody to be guilty of fleeing from arrest, but that's a whole different thing. But here, the General Assembly's incorporation of the immediate physical ability to arrest element strongly suggests that the legislature intended the statutory phrase to carry the same meaning as in those cases. The officer must be in close physical proximity to the defendant, whether four or five feet away. And, and then they talk about how other states actually have their statutes written differently. So this would not be the case. So what the court's basically saying here is that the legislature wrote this law this way and made this situation. So getting back to the very, very basic facts of the case, there's a man with an arrest warrant that's been issued against him. Lawfully, no question about that. An officer has the arrest warrant in hand. He goes to where the guy lives, and as he approaches, he sees the guy from 20 to 25 yards away. Guy recognizes it's a police officer. The officer apparently identifies himself and says, I'm coming for you. Guy says, I did nothing wrong, and he bolts. Never closer than 20 yards. 20 yards. And under the statute in Virginia, 
it is quite clear that the officer has to have the immediate physical ability to place the person under arrest for this law to kick in, which makes it a misdemeanor for a person intentionally preventing or attempting to prevent a law enforcement officer from lawful arresting him, from lawfully arresting him. So it's, it's an interesting angle. I'd never imagined such a thing. And most people, you would think, would say, well, once I tell a person they're under arrest, they've got to stop. And why the legislature did this, I don't know. Legislatures do what they do. But as it's written right now, and that law, by the way, has been amended, modified, and tweaked over the years by the legislature there in Virginia, who, if they wanted to, could change that and say that the officer has the legal authority and the ability to place a person under arrest because they're nearby or within speaking distance or something. But the use of the phrase uh, immediate physical ability is the key here. And again, for my American football fans, because Australian rules football, I think, is different, <laughs> quite different. Uh, if, if you're 20 yards away from somebody in American football, that's not going to do it. It's not going to do it. You normally need to be in the uh, immediate physical area of somebody, depending on what you're trying to do. Trying to tackle them 25 yards away, probably not going to do that. <laughs> Trying to break up a pass and you're 25 yards from the receiver? Eh, probably not going to happen either. You want to sack the quarterback, but you're 25 yards away from him? <laughs> That's not going to happen for a while either. So 25 yards is a distance. And so the law specifically says that if the authority does not, if the officer is not within that physical immediate area, then it doesn't count for the person if they run away. So it is an interesting result. I have to say that. But Chris Senate, thanks a lot. That's the case from Virginia, which is called Hackett versus the Commonwealth. And that is from the Court of Appeals of Virginia. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. No one ever says it's only a game when their team is winning.